Hey, how's it going? This is uh, another episode of A Few Nicks and Bruises. I'm your host, Nick Labrizi. Hey, thanks for checking in, for tuning in. I know everyone's really busy right now trying to figure out what to do in the quarantine. But I'll tell you what I've been doing. I have been watching a lot of anime. Not proud. But I also watched the... Avengers Endgame movie. What a freaking movie. So, if you're not familiar, we're just going to jump right into it. The Avengers is uh, a popular movie series, if you haven't heard of it. But, I don't know, who who hasn't heard of Avengers? I think even my grandma knows Avengers. She probably only knows Black Panther, though. Because that's my nephew's favorite. But I'm a I'm a longtime fan of comic books and Marvel comics as far as superheroes go, always my favorite to go to. You can't lose with them. My favorites are Daredevil to read. Um mostly Daredevil. But I like all the side characters. Hawkeye is one of my favorites. I don't know why, Ronan. Like all these weird guys, because the other stuff's a little like, whoa, it's a lot of, like I don't need to hear about Iron Man's solo missions. Who cares? I just want to see him fight with other Avengers about what's right. Um, that same goes with Captain America. But when Captain America was written by Rick Remender and he was in this alternate universe, that was my favorite Captain America. Without a doubt. He's fighting like aliens and shit. It's just awesome. Um, it was the same... I think it was the same artist who also did World War Hulk where uh, Romita Jr. Yeah, World War Hulk was when Hulk was sent to another planet uh, he became the gladiator there, the strongest guy in all of the world, and he comes back to Earth to split it in half. <laughs> That's how angry the Hulk gets, is that he tries to split the Earth in two. And he almost does it. Uh, but that's a whole other story. That's that's for um, another day. What I'm here to talk about is just the endgame and the legacy of the Thanos Um Saga. I guess that's what it's going to be called because Marvel movies aren't going away. We're going to get way more coming up. Who's next? I hope it's Doctor Doom. And if they use Doctor Doom, you got you're going to keep a lot of people on board with what they're doing at Marvel. Every movie, I'm a little bit further away from caring, but if you bring in Doctor Doom, I'm going to watch every single one of those movies, no doubt. But that's not why uh, I'm here because I want to just go on a little tr- like a little uh journey with you through the marvel universe maybe we do one half this week another half next week who cares yeah we'll figure it out but the first marvel movie in the cinematic universe was with tony stark iron man robert downey jr's uh comeback role this was supposed to just be one movie and it ended up sparking a whole entire a billion dollar industry multi-billion dollar industry with the superhero movies now um first iron man movie not my favorite i saw it a couple times it's fine but i think that's just one of those retros you know what the thing is with the iron man movie this is really it before iron man you had batman spider-man and x-men movies if you had, you had superman movies but superman wasn't really popular in a long time the biggest thing at the time was the x-men and the spider-man movies And you had Batman as well. Batman was DC. It was gritty. It was realistic. Spider-Man was 
kind of cheesy. When you go back and watch the Spider-Man movies from Sam Raimi, they're kind of like, they're like campy, but like in a good way. Like he was really ahead of his time with those movies, I think, especially in a solo universe where you just had Spider-Man. You also had Fantastic Four, which was very comic booky. It was very much for kids, um, I think. And then X-Men, and I think X-Men, I love X-Men. X-Men was the adult, Marvel's way of being an adult was like check out these real topics but that's just the x-men by nature and they kind of gave him those gritty outfits which made him more adulty and you had hugh jackman who sparked his career i think too um greatest actor maybe of all time mar uh, james marsden was cyclops he was he couldn't lose with that crew you had ian mckellen as magneto well, all great stuff but it was all these different kinds of movies so that movie was a little bit more uh i guess attacked societal themes so that's why it was relatable to a mass audience to outcasts was the x-men movies then you had uh batman was all kind of like dark and gritty and brooding spider-man was kind of like fun it was campy supermans were always boring a little out of fashion at the time but then you had iron man now iron man was a young adult hero and what i mean by that is that this guy was cocky he was arrogant but he saw the arrogance and cockiness uh and he changed his ways, but he remained arrogant and cocky, but now he was pointed in a new direction. And it was such a breath of fresh air. Now, that formula from that movie is the same formula used in every Marvel origin movie, so it's getting kind of tried and tired. But at the time, that was... Ah. And from there, it just rolled... The next one was Hulk. Can you believe that? Hulk was the next one. And then Thor then captain america what the fuck that's not the right order but good for them for doing it that way it worked out that was the first phase of marvel then you get the avengers and then the first avengers movie you go back and look at it after watching endgame you're like this is a fucking television show like it's it's crazy because at the time i think what makes the first avengers movie so good is just that it is an accumulation of all these different things and now in this story avengers shouldn't work it was a pipe dream made up by samuel L. jackson's character nick fury the idea was we would bring these heroes together to fight against one cause that was the idea of the avengers the board didn't like it it sounds ridiculous how are you going to get these people together but whatever now in real life though you had these major conglomerates like x-men uh spider-man batman and they already had legs to stand on so to bring in these be hero because in the comic books like in nerd culture in reality iron man's not a best-selling character he's really a b character he's just got a cool suit but his character i guess he had the demon in the bottle story but to the mass public he didn't really do anything for anyone and it was this comeback tale of Marvel, because this was the last movie they... They didn't want to make an Iron Man movie. They just sold the rights to everything else, and that's who was left. They could only make an Iron Man movie. And they put that little Easter egg of Nick Fury at the end just as a goof, and look at where it ended up. But that first movie wasn't supposed to be the hit that it was. And then they hit you with Hulk, which was a flop, but they still made money. And then they also had a Thor movie. And to think of Thor on the screen is just absurd because Thor is such a weird character. 
And, like, he wasn't, like, the mass... I'm sure most people haven't seen the first Thor movie. But what they did was they set up the villain, Loki, and it just made sense. So, it's... Thor's a B character, and Captain America, really not... Not a superstar in the Marvel comics. Kind of the same story over and over. But they put him in this movie, and it was, like, just done perfectly. And what this did was it set them up for an Avengers film. And the Avengers film, really, from a nerd culture point of view, not from inside the storybook, but from outside of the story, outside of the box, outside of the book, you would have never have made an Avengers movie. But everything was paved to get there. From Iron Man being very open to the public, everyone's seen Iron Man. To having a weird movie like Hulk, Thor, and, and Hulk doesn't matter because everyone knows who Hulk is. It's every that's a tale as old as time. Thor is weird though, and they had to have Thor work because it set up Loki. But even if you didn't see the Thor movie, Loki still makes sense in Avengers. And then Captain America was the first time they were like, "This is going to be the prequel to Avengers." It was even called the First Avenger, and it just set it up. And this movie that should never have ever existed worked because they have four prequel movies. You develop these characters, you set their archetypes, and then you put them together, and how they blend together is just perfect. But that first movie, you watch it now, it kind of looks like a TV show. Like, it's kind of like cheesy almost. Like, the the CGI doesn't hold up as well as you think it would. Um, and you'll be like, oh my god, this is what they were like this was when Joss Whedon that's really why because Joss Whedon was a TV guy this is what happens when Joss Whedon makes your movie it looks like this okay still great movie but it's definitely got a different vibe than what we see with Civil War with Infinity War with Endgame totally different vibe so that's your first phase and it just set off this world and now the next guy after that was Ultron after Loki and Ultron was in my opinion a flop I don't like that movie I also think that phase was weird would you have Iron Man I think Iron Man 2 was phase 1 right ah who cares Iron Man 3 yeah Iron Man 3 was the first movie of phase 2 you had Dark World which was a flop but you had Captain America Winter Soldier which is a, a perfect film I think and you also had Guardians of the Galaxy right did you have Guardians then or maybe after that one could have been after. Who cares? It's all good. Um, and then that set up stuff with like vision and everything. Uh, Thor: Dark World is kind of a stinker. Now I don't want to see these movies. What they did, I think Guardian. Really, my point of bringing this all up was Guardians was C list. You had Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk is an A lister. Um, but Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, those are all B-list heroes. The Avengers, kind of a B-list team. Like, Fantastic Four is more popular than the Avengers. Justice League, I think, was more popular than the Avengers at the time. Um, X-Men, all those groups are just more popular than the Avengers. So, then after that, they just started doing sequels to the, the movies they already had set up. Um, but now, you, you move forward... And now you get into Guardians of the Galaxy, where it was its whole other world. And it really helped bring in Thanos. It helped bring in these other threats. And now, since then, the other origin movies, you have Ant-Man, which really didn't bring in its own world. It's just a fun movie. You have uh, Doctor Strange, which brings in the whole magical world, 
which can be its own threat. Who knows? Um, you also have Black Panther, with bridge, which brings in Wakanda, which is this whole high-technology cultural world. Um, Guardians, I already mentioned those two. What else? Was there anything else that I'm missing? Doctor Strange. Oh, Spider-Man, which brings in the kids, but it's different. I think really... Oh, and Ms. Marvel brought in the whole cosmic world as well. What they're doing is they're making Avengers the Avengers of Earth. First, they were the Avengers of New York City, kind of America, um, with Age of Ultron. And now you have them as Earth's protectors. Now, the threat of Thanos, well, he was an otherworldly threat. He was an alien. It was... He's weird, he's oddly human, but he's also kind of robotic, and you could tell he's his own type of race. It was really played well by Josh Brolin. Um, but I think what needs to be next is Doctor Doom, because Doctor Doom is an earthly threat. Doctor Doom is technologically same level of like Iron Man or like Black Panther. He's also smart as someone as Reed Richards or Peter Parker or Iron Man or Doctor... Sh he's also a magician like Doctor Strange, but a dark magician, which he's an earthly character, but he's a sum of everything that they've encountered so far. He's a little bit of everyone. He's got the god complex like Thor. He is definitely stronger. I would assume he could fight Captain America. Why not? He's got the magic so he could go up against Strange. He's got the technology so he can go up against Wakanda and uh, Iron Man, War Machine, whoever's left on that team. So it's just, he would be perfect as the next villain. Here's what I want to see. In a perfect world where they were like, Nick, what do you do with the Marvel Universe now that oh, should I not talk about this I don't know if I should spoil this if you're not caught up with Endgame uh, then don't listen to this part but you know this episode was requested by someone uh, shouts out to people who listen and make requests if you make a request I'll do it so I'm not going to spoil and I'm not even going to go after Age of Ultron I'm going to talk with the rest of the time on this podcast about my Rushmore of the Marvel movies. I think that's the best way to go because it doesn't really spoil anything. It's just talking about opinion. My four favorite Marvel movies that are not Avengers. I should say that. They're not Avenger movies. Um, and this is in no particular order. But I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Captain America Civil War, and Thor Ragnarok. Those are my four Marvel movies that aren't Avengers movies that I think are the best on their own. Like, you don't need to watch anything to lead up to them. They just work regardless. And that's weird to say that about Thor and for Captain America because they're both the third ones in those series. But really everything before that was like, well, Winter Soldier is fantastic. But everything before that is kind of like, ah, you know, I can live without it. Um... Maybe Winter Soldier over. I just like Civil War because it's got all the characters. And really, you don't need to know who they all are. They still all work. Like, even if you weren't paying attention to everything up until then, you still know who Spider-Man is. You understand what Ant-Man is. Um, so, I like Captain America. Now, each one had brings something different for me. And I want to explain why each one would be on Rushmore. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite Marvel movie, I think, just because of the sci-fi element. And that it's 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 its own sci-fi world, but it's like almost like the sci-fi it the, the, the character of Peter Quill played by Chris Pratt is is so perfect because it's a kid from the 80s who gets stuck in 80s culture. That's the only Earth culture he knows. But he's living in the galaxy now, and it's been like 15 years or whatever, how much time it's been. But So he's still like an 80s kid, but he's in an adult body. He's in Chris Pratt's body, which is great. So that's Peter Quill. And then the way he interacts with all the characters in the other worlds is fantastic. And just the jailbreak scene to them fighting and working together and stopping Ronin and them calling in Nova. It's just a, an amazing accumulation of things. And it really, what it did was, at the time, Guardians of the Galaxy, If even if you read comics, no one knew who they were. You just knew Groot was the I am Groot guy. But they, they this is the first one where I felt there's no Guardians of the Galaxy comic book that is better than what I just saw in the movie. This is one of the few times where the movie is better than the book. And I think that's what I loved so much about Guardians of the Galaxy. It was totally just a curveball that worked and I can't believe it because it shouldn't work. It doesn't work in the comics, so why would it work on the big screen? But it did. So that's why Guardians of the Galaxy up there. The second one I said, I said Black Panther. I'm going to get back to Black Panther because I want to do Thor Ragnarok first. And the reason I want to do Thor Ragnarok is because that's very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's in its own world. It's off the planet Earth. It brings you in this whole other, like, sense of humor that can't exist unless you're in this fantastical sci-fi magic-y cyberpunky world where they've they're in a they have two characters you got thor and hulk talking they're the only ones who weren't in civil war so i like seeing them interacting together you bring jeff goldblum in you got loki who's still around and carl urban's in it it's a lot of different characters a lot of sense of humor in it um Almost too much sense of humor. I'll say that. The first time I saw that movie, I did not like it because I thought it was just too jokey. Upon a second viewing, Thor Ragnarok is the the best, I think, maybe. Um, It's just funny, and it also gives you a sense of who Thor and the Hulk, the two strongest Avengers, are. Because they don't even deal with the other Avengers shit. Like, they're just like, Civil War, go play on Earth. We're the two strongest. We're going to fight in the space. Like, it's it's just great. And the threat is kind of real, and it's a twist ending. You know, you don't really expect that uh, to be the ending, quite truthfully. So I just like the sense of humor. I like the action, the soundtrack, the feel, the look, the sets, everything about Thor, Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of the same reasons. It's the both... They throw you in a world that doesn't exist, and that's what I think I like. I like when Marvel... I like that Marvel has these flawed characters. These characters where they're not perfect or demigods or... I mean, they are, but they're also not, like, these larger-than-life beings. And they don't necessarily have to exist on Earth. But you still care and relate about them. And I think that's what I like about Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I like about the Thor movie. And that's also what I like about Black Panther. The world of Wakanda is so it should be on a different planet but i like that that's a city on our earth 
that is staying hidden purposely. It does not want to be exposed. So we see what Wakanda is like. So we're in Wakanda's world, and when we're taken out of Wakanda's world, and we're put into the real world, you see how it's almost like they're aliens. They're from a different planet, like the Wakandans. They're so much more advanced. Their technology is so much better. They don't understand why people are doing... And they also, all, they also have the same tribal hierarchy where they, they have a king. Like, so they have this high technology, but they still have a king. That's a government that you don't usually associate with high technology. Usually with high technology, you don't even think of government because corporations are where all the money is. You think of, like, cyberpunk worlds, like uh, Blade Runner or Transmetropolitan, where the corporations are government. They're king. They're god. Um, there's no religion. They don't have the religion. It's just the king. He goes, he gets buried in dirt, and he wakes up on the afterlife. That's awesome, I think. They did a really good job of like having that, not religion, but also only in this area thing. And it wasn't like mythology, like with Thor, because that gets kind of tired. It wasn't like history, like with Captain America. It's just its own style that I don't think anything else comes close to that. Now, Doctor Strange has his cool-looking shit, but the actual character in the story arc of Doctor Strange is like, yo, I'll just watch Iron Man. I don't need to see this again. Um, it's the visual effects are obviously cool, but I just didn't care enough about what was going on in the movie to appreciate the visual effects. Whereas with Thor Ragnarok, I, l I love everything that's going on. And then there's also visual effects. Same with Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Black Panther, the first time I watched it, I was kind of, like, underwhelmed. I thought it was kind of boring. It was, um... It felt cookie-cutter. But I think that's just because of all the hype around Black Panther. It was the best-selling, you know, Marvel movie that wasn't an Avengers movie. It was this big, overhyped thing. So the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, uh. And then I saw it in theaters again. And the second time I saw it in theaters, I was like, this is actually pretty great. And then I just watched it recently. And it's just, it's an excellent movie. Once the hype's dead, and you see that they bring in this new character, who you've only seen in Civil War, which I'm going to get to, and you see where he's from and the things, the decisions he has to make and all these things that he's the king of a nation that's that could wipe out anyone and they are Africans. It's just, what a twist. <laughs> Who would ever see that one African nation could take out everyone? It's something you would never, ever freaking imagine. It's dope, I think. I think it's honestly just a cool... And his character, his suit powers, everything about him is just like neat. Like, he, he's basically, like, in an Iron Man suit, but less militaristic. It's, it's so them. It's so African. It's Wakanda. Wakanda forever. You know? So I really like the Black Panther. I like the story. When you watch it, you go, oh, this is kind of not bad. It doesn't take as many. It takes some turns. They're palpable, but when you watch it the first time, and if you had no idea, you'd be like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like, I can, I can see why kids love that one the most, too. And Black Panther, where did he come from? He was a character in Captain America Civil War. He was the best part of that movie, I think. Um, Captain America Civil War is famous for its airport scene. It's uh, all about... It kind of deals with like what's right and wrong in the eyes of the law which I think is something that superhero movies in today's day and age have gotten away from. If you go back and you look at X-Men, 
Batman and Spider-Man. Spider-Man was dealing with the problem. He was considered a vigilante. The cops wanted to get him. People didn't know if he was good or bad. He's dealing with his own personal things as Peter Parker. His best friend's dad is also his superhero villain. It's all about these personal things, but he's also a kid and he's unsure if he's doing the right thing. He doesn't. He, it, there's a lesson to be learned from Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Then you have the Dark Knight movies, which is that phenomenal acting. It was an adult film, is the Dark Knight. Um, but it's also at the end of the day, is Batman a vigilante? Is the he's not the hero we want. It's not the hero we want, but he's the hero we deserve or hero we need. Whatever, whatever the line is from that movie, you get that away from Batman too. Um, X-Men, it's the outcasts. If they're still gonna oppress you, what is the right thing? And you have Charles Xavier, who they're oppressing us, but we have to show them that we are evolved and we are the same as the humans. We have to show compassion and empathy and help these people. That is the lesson from the X-Men movies. And you also have the Magneto on the other end, who was just like, fuck them. And as a person, relatability-wise, yeah, I think I would agree with Magneto. These people are trying to kill me. I'm going to fucking kill them. I'll fight them back. Um... So you have those movies. There's lessons in all of them. Now, the first Iron Man movie kind of had a lesson. It kind of was like, hey, if you're going to sell weapons, know that, you know, make sure you're ahead of your business. It was kind of a lesson there. It was a story of redemption, I think, of not only for Robert Downey Jr., but for the character of Tony Stark, who was this militaristic golden error, golden boy, insane amount of money, insane amount of sales, and then he turns off... He shuts down his company and now only makes Iron Man suits and he works on clean energy and he makes all these decisions. That's a good story. That's a good tale. Uh, Thor, no moral. It's just a cool story. Captain America, really, no. Just be... Ca- He's just Captain America. You don't learn anything from Captain America other than just get back up again, I guess. I don't know. Um, Avengers, it was just like a... It was a victory for nerds. It was a victory that this movie was even made possible. But there's no lesson at the end of Avengers, right? There's no... What do we learn here? Now, Captain America Civil War, I think that's the closest the Marvel Universe comes to having one of those traditional stories of, wait, well, who's right and who's wrong? I think that's the point of Civil War. When you watch it, obviously, Tony Stark is wrong. But the idea was that the government wanted to start keeping track of superheroes and their activities. They wanted them to become civil servants. Uh, on paper, that sounds great, but Captain America has a problem because then he says governments have agendas, this and that, and so I get Captain America's point of view with that, with that there's an agenda, uh, but he's assuming that he's always right, or he's assuming he knows best, which, that's the hero of a story. I mean, that's the story of a hero, is you think you know what's best and you're doing what you think is right. And then Tony Stark, what he thinks is right, though, is being monitored, is being backed up by the American government. And I don't think that's a bad stance to take either. So what side are you going to be on? Do you think, do you personally, if superheroes were real, do you think they should have just been running off as vigilantes, doing whatever the hell they want, and no one can stop them because they don't represent any government? Or do you think they should have been Team America? Like, they should have been, yeah, we work for America. We're America's police officers. We're the enforcers. So it, I think that was the first time it really made you question what... And then, as all this is going on, then you throw in Black Panther, who is outside of everything. He's like an independent, you know? Like, let's say if one's red and one's blue, Black Panther is just black. He's just, I'm different than all of you. I don't care about your government because I am 
he's basically the Captain America if he was the king. You know, like Black Panther's a combination of both the Tony Stark and the Steve Rogers character just because he's the head of his nation, so everything is monitored by him, and he's their superhero. He's the enforcer. He's the only guy who's like that, where he's the head of a freaking, he's the king of Wakanda. And he's also a, he also fights crime or fights whatever. He, he is also their number one military warrior. A king and a warrior at the same time dealing with uh, a, a soldier without a general or a soldier without a war and a businessman who is trying to make a deal with the government. So it's a mix of all these different things and I just thought it was a really good movie. So yeah, that's why I like those movies the most out of the marvel movies that aren't avengers and avengers they're just the best movies so it's unfair to compare them to other movies but that's what i think if you have thoughts comments anything respond to me i'll i'll review it and i'll talk about it on the next episode why not i would love to do that and also i'm gonna do another episode in like a week or two about what i think the marvel universe should do after endgame because i have a lot of plans and if they don't do it my way fuck them i'm done with the marvel universe do it my way at this point how can you not do it my way? What other options do you have? Because this is clearly the best. I don't even know if easiest is the word, but it's definitely the best. It's just the best way of doing everything and keeping fans coming back and getting new fans to come in, too, I think. Um, or getting people curious to be like, yeah, let me rewatch all of them. Whatever. So rush more of this episode, that one. Folks, be safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Um, if you like this podcast, share it. It'll be a fun one put it on your instagram that's always nice just try to get other people to listen i would really appreciate that uh give it a review on apple it takes you two minutes it'd be so nice uh and uh yeah that's all i got for you today thank you very much and uh this has been an episode of a few nicks and bruises boop, 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 boop.